Welcome back to Our Soul, a podcast by Faith Choice Ohio, Ohio's faith voice for choice. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I know um, for those who have been paying attention, it has been three weeks um, since our last new episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed re-listening to uh, our episode about um, the Columbus Education Association and the strike that happened. Um, But last week, we had to do something that I don't think we've done ever in our podcast, um, which is we had to take a break for a week. We had to go off schedule because actually uh, I got sick. Um, And I think we kind of want to talk about like the importance of like actually taking rest. I think right now with everything that's been going on and like the trauma of just like living in the world right now, it can be tempting to like, you know, continue to work and work and work even when we're not feeling our best. Um, but we are practicing what we preach and we took a week off because what part of the conversation was like, what would it look like for us as people who say like, it's important to rest, it's important to take your time off, and then have me on the podcast sounding significantly more nasally than I may sound right now. Um, And like actively feeling really bad. So um, we're back. We're talking about taking care of ourselves in this moment, um, which is a lesson that apparently we still need to learn, but that's okay. Um, And especially right now, because uh, Elena, if you have not seen the news, Elena, our executive director, is currently on sabbatical uh, for the next uh, two months. And uh, even in this time, we are not, you know, straining ourselves to make up for the Elena-shaped hole in our hearts. <laughs> um, but we are, you know, living into taking care of ourselves and making sure that we're good and still going to be good when Elena gets back. So Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I love how you put that in an Elena-shaped hole in our hearts, right? Because, <laughs> um, you know, sabbatical for, for many people, that's kind of a weird word uh, unless you're in religious leadership settings or the academy in you know university and college settings sabbaticals are set up to be that like regular break from the norm it is the regularized break the space that a person spends away from the institution that really gives them the ability to cultivate their own voice to tend to their own work and to just take stock of of where they are, where the organization is, get refreshed, spend time not doing anything productive, and also spend time doing whatever they decide to do. Um, it's, it's kind of this radical break from the productivity capitalist, you know, mindset that we are all kind of uh, born and baptized into in this nation, right? It's, it's this idea that productivity is not necessarily the end goal, and it shouldn't be the end goal um, mm-hmm. for our lives together. <clears throat> so I, I find it pretty fascinating in this space of time that, um, like you said, Kelly, we have never um, kind of wavered from our regularized every mm-hmm. two weeks recording the podcast. And when, when we were faced last week with, um, you know, oh, 
well, if we're not able to record on Monday and you're not feeling well on Tuesday, and we both just kind of went, you know what? It's going to be okay. I, mm-hmm. I, I, heard, I heard from the Elena-shaped hole in our hearts, I heard the <laughs> voice of the executive director being like, it's going to be all right, right? Yeah. Like, none of this is do or die, right? We, mm-hmm. we are nurturing uh, growth into the world, and maybe it takes a little longer. Maybe people need to sit for three weeks with the fantastic work of the Columbus Education Association in their ears, right? Um, so when we come back to the space and we start talking about, like, what does rest and renewal really look like? What, what does it look like when we rest and we rest without guilt and mm-hmm. without apology, we acknowledge that the product is not something we do. The product in the revolution is who we are, right? Mm-hmm. Who we are and how we do this work is what we're giving, right? Um, mm-hmm. that, that rest and resistance, that's what we need in this moment because it's been a hellish almost 10 weeks, right? That... Um, by the time this episode airs, it will have been 10 weeks that Ten. we have lost the protections of Roe in in the law, that Dobbs has been the law of the land, that we have been in total chaos in terms of, of uh, legislative confusion and judicial um, apathy here in Ohio. We don't really know exactly what the law is or isn't in Ohio right now around abortion mm-hmm. care. Um 10 weeks feels like a long time and the fact is it's it's not getting better until it gets worse. We're going to yeah. see a lot of pain and suffering and frankly we've got to be strong in the midst of this and part of that is making sure that we are rested, making sure that we care for ourselves because nobody else is going to care for us. We we've, mm-hmm. we've got to care for us, right? Yeah. And I think like it when knowing that there are people who, you know, people have died, people have been put in situations that have put them at a stretch, people have, like, there there are real patients, you know, especially thinking about um, people who are working in repro. There are real patients who are in need of care and who need, like, help. Um, and I know it can be hard sometimes to want to take a break, you know, uh, to be able to say like this, this work has to wait because I need to take care of myself. But I think what is really important, um, is, is thinking about like what kind of, how, (laughs) like being productive when not in a healthy situation is not actually like helpful. You know, I think about like, have you ever tried to do something really important when you're very tired or when you've like just gone without rest for a while? It it doesn't end up being your best work. Like I think about in college, I used to I used to think it was a really a, a sick trick of mine to wake up really early the day of an assignment was due and just like get it done really early in the morning um, when I was like in this like haze and that work was never truly my best you know some of the work that I look back on and I'm proud of and 
um, I went to like show to other people is not the work that I did at 6 a.m. the day it was due. Um, instead, it was the work that I was able to do from a place of um, like my own uh, comfort and safety, um, my own joy in doing something that, um, you know, meant something to me. And from a place of being rested enough to, like, actually delve into the work that I needed to do. Um, and I think so often, you know, I, I saw this meme the other day, or I guess it was just a TikTok um, the other day, <laughs> of um, somebody talking about, like, the most productive person you know trying to take a, a day of relaxation. And it was, like, every time they were trying to do something relaxing, like, laying down or, like, reading a book they were trying to find some way to make that productive instead of just like you know relaxing they were trying to find a way to they were like thinking through all of the things that they could be doing with their five ten minutes of time um that would be productive instead of doing things that would actually help them rest and um i think like with this moment that we're living in it can feel like you know oh you know, even last week when I wasn't feeling well, uh, my first thought was like, oh, but there are, I'm like so behind on all these other things. If I take a day off, then that means that these things don't get done. And then I'm going to have to make up that gap of time. But I am very fortunate and uh, grateful to have coworkers and to be in spaces where uh, I say that kind of thing. And the response is, <laughs> no, you take your day off. You have, you know, you literally are, you have paid sick days. Just take the sick days. Um, and uh, it was after, you know, hearing from my coworkers, like, no, rest, um, that I was like, okay, I'm going to not try to do technical work. And also recognizing that if I did do that technical work, it probably it may have mistakes in it. It may not be my best work. And so therefore it is better for me to rest than to try to do something, even if that means I'm a little behind. And for me, in, in my experience in terms of, of professional work and vacation, you know, like the first two years that I was a pastor, um, due to a lot of different, um, situations and, and, um, causes, I did not take any Sunday vacation as a pastor for my first two years. Mm -hmm. um, there were lots of things that contributed to that. It's a whole nother podcast to talk about that, that experience that was my, my beginning um, in, in the pastorate. But I had a dear colleague come alongside me and say, you know, I know that you're able to like take vacation from like, you know, Sunday afternoon till the next Saturday, it's really not healthy for you to not be away from the work that you love because you need time to miss it and the people who are involved in it. And they need time to miss you because these things are not meant to operate this way. And the, the analogy he gave me, it was my, my association minister at the time, um, Reverend Roger Miller, he said, you know the, uh, the video of Lucy and Ethel in you know, the, the Lucille Ball um, skit where they're trying to cram all of these chocolates 
um, into their mouths or, you know, uh, stuff them down their bras or wherever they can to make sure that they don't continue down on the line, right? They're supposed to be packing these these chocolates and the, the line just speeds up to a point that they can't keep up with it. So they begin to compensate by like putting these anywhere they can. We'll, we'll link that and put it in the show notes for those of you who haven't <laughs> seen this. But like his analogy to me was you cannot be responsible for all of this stuff. And it's okay if there's too much for you to handle because you're a human being, right? Sometimes things are just too much for us to handle. And mm-hmm. I, I think about, you know, in, in the past couple of weeks, the, the news in the past couple of weeks has driven me absolutely wild with frustration, right? I mean, we have seen, we've seen multiple situations in the past couple of months that have not gone addressed in the public in the kind of comprehensive way we need them to be addressed. I think about, you know, the the shooting death of Jalen Walker, the murder of Jalen Walker by police in Akron. I think about the murder of Donovan Lewis by police in Columbus. I think about just the, the constant stream of grieving families of mm-hmm. black men and women and other people of color who are murdered at the hands of police in our state alone, in Ohio alone, mm-hmm. that don't get the kind of the kind of comprehensive community response that they deserve. And then last week, we saw some woman over, you know, a whole ocean who has been a, a colonizing force for over 70 years in the world die. And you've got people pouring out tributes to a person that never met or knew or or interacted with, right? Like mm-hmm. I obviously like I'm I'm talking about the queen here and like full disclosure, my family is Welsh and Irish, so we have no love for the monarchy, right? Like there's a reason <laughs> we're over here. But like like how in the world have we gotten to a point to where we have more empathy for a really old white woman that none of us knew? than we do for the murdered children of black women in this state. For me, that's really heavy. And at the same time, I had to give myself permission to to not engage other people in that dialogue, to not engage like in hot takes. I mean, mm-hmm. I kind of gave you a mini hot take right here, but like <laughs> that's after that's after a little bit of time and like, you know, some space. But like I just had to look and say, you know what, for all the work and all the the stuff that I am holding, not only with Faith Choice Ohio, but in the parish and in, you know, my work in this community in Chillicothe, Ohio, I cannot take on that Mm -hmm. emotional labor, intellectual labor. Like, it will be there for someone, maybe me, maybe somebody else to take up at some other time, but, like, my hands are full. And I'm not going to be the Lucy and Ethel, like stuffing more into my life when it's full right now as it is, right? Mm-hmm. Acknowledging when your life is full and when you have hit capacity, right? And it's it's not ignoring things in the world, right? It's not saying I'm going to, you know, in my privilege, just pretend that everything's fine. But it's acknowledging that there is a capacity to every human being in terms of what we can hold. And it's okay to say, I am at capacity. 
I have no mm-hmm. other slots to put that card in. I have no other spaces in, in the cupboard to put that glass away. Like, I have no more spoons to give for this. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you, you just said spoons. And uh, I think one of the biggest, like, gifts that I gave myself kind of a while back uh, was this... Uh, I I started having conversations with my friends about spoon theory. So um, for those of you who may not know what spoon theory is, it is a disability uh, theory that was established by someone who I do not remember their name right now because I have not reread this in a while, but I will include it in the show notes um, about spoon theory. But uh, it is just kind of a, a way to talk about the capacity that you have. So um, in this person's experience, they had like kind of an invisible disability um, where it didn't exactly look the same way every day. You know, some days um, they would have more energy and they would be able to, you know, go out to lunch or like be able to hang out with friends or whatever. And on some days they just didn't have the physical capacity to be able to do those things. And so you know, their friends were like, oh, you know, why is it that you can't hang out today? Like you were fine yesterday. And so they took a handful of spoons and they said, this is the energy that I have for the day. This is all I have, these spoons. And, you know, I wake up and it takes a spoon for me to get out of bed. It takes a spoon for me to make myself breakfast. It takes a spoon for me to get dressed and get ready for the day. And at the end of the day, I'm only going to have these like spoons that I can hold and I have to make those work for the whole day and um that's why you know sometimes sometimes it takes less for me to get out of bed maybe it doesn't take a whole spoon maybe it's uh it takes one spoon for me to get out of bed and get dressed but some days it takes that whole spoon just to get out of bed um and I think the biggest gift that I gave myself is talking to people about that uh limited capacity and giving myself room to say, like, I don't have the spoons for this. And also making space for my friends, like, asking, do you have the spoons for this conversation? Or do you have the spoons to be able to, like, be there for me in this moment? And recognizing that it's okay for them to say no because they may not always have the capacity. And so I use spoons. I actually have a tattoo of a spoon <laughs> um, on my arm. Uh And I use spoons to talk about my own mental and emotional capacity to be able to handle situations because some days I just don't have the emotional capacity to be there for a person about a frivolous problems that they're having because I'm dealing with whatever other things. But some days I am there and I can be there for them. And, you know, it's one thing to think about that in like my personal life, but that's also true in my work life. And I think something that we need to get better at talking about is like, that limited capacity in my work life. Like some days it is super easy for me to get on this podcast and, uh, you know, work with you, Terry, and have these conversations. But if I'm being honest, other weeks there have been hard times where I I don't want, (laughs) I don't want to record. Like I don't want to get on the recording and have to think about things and um, share that with other people. And, you know, last week was one of those weeks and we were able to make the space to, to skip a week and come to now. Um, but like 20, I think it was 2020 or 2019, I was spreading, I said the gospel of spoon theory to people. 
but I think like what is most important is like we need to recognize that we only have so much in the day and if either a we're not doing things to refill those spoons you know if we're trying to go through today and tomorrow on today's spoons like you gotta recognize that like that's not gonna be helpful it needs to be a replenishing time so if we're not a recognizing that we need to replenish our spoons or b um not being honest about how, how many spoons we have um that leads to like burnout and again like thinking about if you want to think about it from a capitalistic productivity standpoint which like I don't recommend but whatever um, it's not as productive your work is not going to be as high quality it's not going to be possible um if you like keep burning it out you know I think about like com uh some computers that I have that like maybe don't have as much RAM or do not have as much like processing capability and they would overheat and literally shut down like that is us <laughs> when we are not giving ourselves breaks it overheats and we will shut down at some point it's not a uh if it's a when and Absolutely. it is better for your computer and for you <laughs> if you stop before your computer overheats and shuts down um rather than uh pushing it to the end and also recognizing that different situations make your capacity more or less. So like going back to that like machine thing, I think about like my phone and when you're outside in the heat in the summer and your phone gets hot, like uh, I remember getting like the little error message. I don't know if it comes up anymore. There used to be this error message when your phone gets too hot. It's just like your phone is too hot. Will not work until you cool it down. Um, and like, you know, maybe I could run my phone all day doing whatever I want when I'm in an air conditioned environment, but when I go outside in a hundred degree heat, it's not going to work. And so, you know, we are currently in this post row time, similar to being in a hundred degree heat, somewhere between 80 and a hundred every day, just like going right. out and having to do the same things ever, like that we would normally do. I think it's time that we recognize that like, it is not possible for us to function at the same level that we would in 60 to 70 degree heat when it's 80 to 100 yes like constantly yes. and just to continue like you know the art of computer maintenance here for a minute right <laughs> um kelly and i were talking before uh we started recording that i had to replace the wi-fi card on my pc on my little pc laptop here right like bought the laptop right before the pandemic and like it's really nice i enjoy it it was a great deal go to micro center in columbus fyi <laughs> you know love them right but it, it just started dropping wi-fi like every 20 minutes it would kick me off of wi-fi and i have really great wi-fi here and i'm like why is this happening like you know are we having like wi-fi outages what's going on and I talked to one of my friends who is, you know, a really deep, like, IT nerd. And he's like, you know, maybe you need to replace your Wi-Fi card. And I'm like, do those go bad? And he says to me, well, they didn't used to. But let me ask you, are you using Wi-Fi more than an hour a day on average? And I laughed so hard in, in his face. I'm like... 
of course I'm using more than an hour's worth of like Wi-Fi time. And he, he says to me, well, you have to understand the, the computer wasn't designed for that kind of constant work. So you're going to have to replace things more often. That's what I feel we're in with this like two and a half, almost, you know, going on three years now of pandemic time. Um, it's what we are experiencing with the 10 plus weeks of uh, post Dobbs reality. We're going to have to do more maintenance more regularly. And this is my prayer for every person listening to this podcast right now that you know that it is a blessed thing for you to care for you. We need you in this movement. We do not need you to bleed and die and lay out, uh, you know, in, in this space for nothing. We need you to be in this principled, constant struggle so that all of the sacrifices you make are made and sustainable for the long term, right? It is not a holy thing to just throw yourself into the cogs and machinery of productivity and this capitalist system. You deserve rest. You deserve a time to renew. And it's okay to take a break from the battle and from the struggle so that you are able to be rejuvenated and come back with a full force to help in that struggle for justice and solidarity and peace. Because mm-hmm. this is a long-term struggle. This mm-hmm. is a persistent resistance. And we need to have persistence in caring for ourselves as much as we have persistence in seeking justice outcomes for others. We need the Mm -hmm. justice of a thriving, care-filled, careful, and loving life for ourselves. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I just want to, we only have a couple minutes left, but I think a good way to end this, and I'm kind of springing this on you, so I hope you're cool with it, um, is just, I want to name ways that we are caring for ourselves, like legitimately. So I will say, in this last week, I read... um, Black Girls Must Die Exhausted and um, Black Girls Must Be Magic, uh, which are really good books about like uh, black women, uh, you know, trying to have it all. And like, it's just like a it's just like a a story that's like realistic, but it's not my life. Um, And it's somebody's problems, but they're not mine. And I've also been, um, you know, I played the video game Stray, which is a, a video game about a cat who, in a dystopian future, um, is on the outside where we have survived the climate change. Um, and this cat has survived with its cat friends and ends up in the walls of a city with the surviving uh, civilization and needs to find a way back outside. This cat wants back out. It knows that it wants back out (laughs) and is doing what it can um, to get outside. And it was a really great game, um, really cathartic for me. Um, And so that is what I've been doing in the last week to care for myself and taking time off work. In the past two weeks, I have made sure that I prioritized my sleep and my exercise, and I feel fantastic. I'm getting 12,000 steps a day, and it takes a lot to get my rear end moving for that kind of time, but I feel a lot better when I am tired at the end of the day and can sleep seven hours through the night, and 
I took time to schedule vacation, and as I shared with Kelly in January, when when all is done with the lame duck session and the madness of Ohio politics, in January I am going to go on my very first ever cruise, and I'm going to be lazy and lay about and eat everything that I want and just like be right. Um, I'm living in that hope that 113 days from now, um, I will just be able to relax in that space. So it's kind of deferred uh, self-care in that moment, but I think planning for your self-care is its own kind of self-care, right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, with that, uh, I hope you're taking care of yourself. I hope you're doing well. Um, and we will be recording a new episode next week. As long as that works for our mental and physical helps. So um, I hope you have a great week and we will be back next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Our Soul. If you'd like to hear more of our conversations on religion, abortion access, and all things Repro, you can find all our episodes on Podbean, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. For more content, training, and other information, check us out at faithchoiceohio.org.